when I think of HubSpot CRM and, and the benefits it brings to a rep, uh, a lot of it is what you're talking about, the automated like reminders and, and emails and, and those sorts of things. Um, but also as you start to accumulate a lot of data in a CRM, all those calls you've had, all the, all the uh, you know, prospects you're researching and stuff, it's, it, it starts to be a lot to sift through, <laughs> right? And I think a really good CRM is gonna help you make sense of what's in there and prioritize the things that deserve your, your attention. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Kyle Jepson with me, and we're going to talk about building your sales with the right CRM and sales tech. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. So by, by way of introduction, Kyle is the, uh, the senior inbound sales professor at HubSpot. And what that means, he, he produces educational content for HubSpot Academy, which is the worldwide leader in inbound marketing and sales education. So their, their goal is to transform the way people and companies grow through online courses, projects, certifications, and software training. So, uh, well, let's jump into it. Um, Kyle, to start off with, what are some dangers that our listeners should be aware of when using technology in sales? Yeah, I think that's the best place to start with technology because, of course, every technology is going to say, buy us, you'll, we'll solve all your problems, you'll never have to work another day in your life, whatever they say, you know. Um, but there are dangers, I think, particularly in sales because in sales, you are managing relationships with real people. Um, and technology can only help you so much with that. And so I think if, you're, if, if you have a sales process that is poorly defined or it's not really working or you haven't defined your sales process at all, um, it's kind of a lot to expect any piece of technology to help very much with that. Uh, in general, in sales, uh, technology is going to accelerate whatever process you have in place. And if that is a, a bad process or, or a, a poorly defined process that is not actually long-term going to lead you to your goals, then that technology that you implement will just accelerate you toward the wrong destination. Um, and so I would definitely say um, step one is always invest really heavily in, in, in taking the time to figure out who you're selling to, what the value to them is, what, what makes them buy, what you need to do to, to make that happen. Um, and, and when you've got that motion figured out in an analog space without technology, then it, you can bring technology in to accelerate parts of your process. It'll be much clearer to you what technology you actually need. Um, but to just think, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of muddling along. We're doing pretty well here on the sales floor. This technology advertises, you know, 10x deals closed or whatever. I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in those promises uh, just uh, in general. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you, you hear this talked about a lot with like startups and venture capital, right? Like venture capital's rocket fuel, it's going to take you real fast in a direction. So before yeah. you apply it, you have to make sure that <laughs> you've calibrated to go in the right direction. Like you have product market fit, you know, you know absolutely. These are the things we need to build to be successful. So yeah, sales tech very similar. It'll, it'll accelerate you in the wrong direction if that's if you're going in the wrong direction already, right? Yeah. Um, the the other thing that jumps to mind for me in terms of risks of bringing on sales technology is it can disrupt your team. So your team, your sales team is is out there selling. They're making yeah. things happen. They're closing deals. They're incentivized to do so. 
And, you know, if you put a bunch of processes in place that aren't actually accretive for them and just, you know, get in the way or, you know, uh, gum up their works or slow things down, extend their sales cycles, put in unnecessary processes, you actually end up making their lives harder and making them sell less as opposed to more. And so that's a huge risk yeah. for the wrong technology or technology used in the wrong way. Yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, I was talking with a guy recently, uh, he owns his own company now, but 15, 20 years ago was a, a sales rep. And he, he was telling me about how back then uh, they had sales operations, they had sales technology, but on his team, they called the sales operations team, the sales prevention team. Yeah. Right, because they would come in with their processes and they would say, no, you're doing it all wrong and we need you to check this box and we need you to record this thing and here's a lot of extra stuff you have to do before you're allowed to close this sale, right? And that is awful. <laughs> like, no salesperson wants that and no company should really want that either. Uh, and, it's, and it's even worse because it's a missed opportunity because operations and technology can accelerate sales, can make the sales rep's life better, right? And that, that for me is the benchmark we should be using for any new technology or new process. Um, and I, I think a problem we run into a lot of times is, you know, the decision makers, the people who, who decide we're going to buy this, this piece of technology, a CRM, for instance, um, they are in management or they are VPs, right? And what they want are reports. And they want to know how their minions are performing, right? And the value to the salesperson is nothing, literally nothing. And here's some extra work, by the way, so I can check how, how poorly you're doing, <laughs> right? And like, of course, sales reps don't adopt that. Of course, they don't like it. Of course, they rebel against it, right? Um, and so, I, I mean, I think in the modern era, we're starting to see more sales tech that is built with the sales rep in mind. Like, this is actually going to remove steps from your process. This is going to automate some things that you would otherwise have to do manually. So you can focus on the best part of sales, which is selling, which is talking to people and having relationships with them. Um, and so I think that's a, that's a great benchmark to hold a tool up for. Who, who's it going to benefit? Right. If it's going to benefit the VP of sales, the VP of sales is going to pay for it to be implemented. Right. But if you really want it to be adopted, um, there's got to be something in it for the sales reps. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we had the same. I've, I've heard the sales prevention squad be called the, uh, the, the sales ops department. I've also heard it referred to as legal. But, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in, legal actually often wants to block things, but for, for yeah. good reasons. But, uh, yeah. but the, the sales operations department, you know, they, they, they were coming from the right place and they really wanted to make things easier, yeah. wanted to identify where in the process things are breaking down. But um, you have to be careful not to create a ton of extra work. I, I, a story from my own past when I was in sales once we were, this is when I was at Google on the sales team. We brought in some fancy consulting firm. I forget which one, McKinsey or Bain or somebody. I yeah. forget now, but they they managed to build a bunch of questionnaires, basically about every sales interaction, and put them into the CRM. And so we were supposed to <laughs> be like, you know, this question did you you know did you ask this qualifying question? What was the answer? And like you know, oh, it would be like it would be like it would it would take a half hour to fill the thing out after every you know. 15-minute 15, 15 qualifying, uh, right. qualifying meeting, right? And Could have done two more of these calls at the time it took me to record this. Right, yeah. And so, and so people you know, stopped doing it, but it was it, the goal, I think, they were like, well, if we were able to gather the data, we'd be able to better focus the team and, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, figure things out strategically. But it ended up really backfiring, I think. And, 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 and as you say, the CRM can be a place where, you, where that, that actually automates a bunch of really important things. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can get your salespeople out of a lot of, uh, 
a lot of busy work effectively if you can automate it, right? So things like, you know, sending emails automatically after a certain, after a, a call of a certain type or making sure they get, each customer automatically gets certain marketing content or creating drip campaigns or, yeah. I, I guess actually that would be really helpful. Could you tell me, um, tell me what 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 are some of the benefits from your perspective as an expert and uh, and trainer in on CRMs, particularly HubSpot? But what are some benefits that sales teams can gain from technology? Yeah, I think uh, I mean when I think of HubSpot CRM and and the benefits it brings to a rep, uh, a lot of it is what you're talking about the automated like reminders and and emails and and those sorts of things um but also as you start to accumulate a lot of data in a crm all those calls you've had all the all the uh, you know prospects you're researching and stuff it's it it starts to be a lot to sift through right and i think a really good crm is going to help you make sense of what's in there and prioritize the things that deserve your your attention and so whether that's you know some sort of report or list or 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 task or something to hey you know you you haven't um, followed up on on this uh, you know interaction with this person or or this person you had that first meeting you still haven't scheduled the second meeting don't forget to make that happen um, I think as as a salesperson there's so much stuff you have to keep track of in your brain if if you don't have technology assisting you and and like you might be jotting it down and, and sticky notes or, or making a note in your phone or something but um, eventually it's just endless bullet points and it's impossible for you to to remember and figure out what what your priorities should actually be. Whereas a CRM that can, based on the actions you've already taken, you know, they're at this point in your sales process, you've you've accomplished these things, you've figured out these things, you still need to figure out this other stuff, here are their concerns, um, can, can just kind of feed you up a list of like, today, these are the most important people for you to focus on, right? And that's fewer decisions you have to make, right? You could just be like, okay, these are the ones I'm gonna focus on and uh, and go for it and and do your, your salesperson thing, whether that's uh, a phone call or an in-person visit or whatever sort of sales you're in, um, you can you can say, okay, this is the person I need to help, and here are the tasks that need to be done, and we're going to take the next steps now. Um, I feel like that is to a sales rep the the biggest value. A CRM or really any piece of technology can can help you uh, accomplish your your priorities, and then just streamlining your execution of that. Yeah, your to do list really. It's a, yeah. Salespeople have a very complex to do list. Um, the, when I, my, one of my first jobs out of college, actually, I built a very basic CRM because we didn't have one, uh, you know, just a, I built a very basic one and it basically just tracked, you know, who was the person. Cause then I could look it up in the system, like, you know, look up all their information and stuff. So I didn't have to deal, deal with all that data, but it was like, who is this, what company or what person or whatever. And then what is the next step with them and sort by, and when is that next step due? So I could sort by date. Yeah. And, and uh, and how important was it too? I had to add that too, so you know the, the, the prioritization piece. And yeah, and it was just it was it was just it was a very basic system, but it 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 uh, it, it worked really well. And because that just didn't exist, like the prioritization piece, and that's a that's a key thing that you can get from from sales technology is just helping you prior- juggle the five hundred things you've got to do and prioritize them. Yeah, Super yeah, important. and I mean to. To that point, you know, for for any salesperson listening to this who doesn't have any sort of CRM or, or isn't using any sort of technology, uh, they could build exactly what you've described using a spreadsheet in like ten minutes, <laughs> right? And then they would have something. Um, I think where where specialized sales technology adds additional value 
is 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 just the the amount of complexity you're you're able to navigate. So I mean, if you're especially in a B two B sales space, the number of stakeholders in every sale is always on the increase. Uh, and and so your little spreadsheet here's this person, here's this other person. How do you how do you reconcile the fact that they're both at the same company but they play slightly different roles, right? Then you move into a CRM system and you can start having records that are tied to each other. Here is the company record where I can see all the people who are associated. Now I can drill into this one person, the conversations I've just had with them. Um, and I mean, as sim similarly, I know Badger Maps, kind of the whole thing is like, I've got a lot of different places I gotta go. Um, and if it's just up to me to get there, I'm gonna drive in circles all day, right? And there's just all these, whether you're driving around out in the field or you're, you're just like navigating your email inbox, there are a, countless little places uh, for every salesperson where there's just a million little inefficiencies um, that computers are really great at solving and humans are really not. And, and as a salesperson, I, I mean, if I was a sales manager, I wouldn't want my salespeople spending all their time figuring out the inefficiencies, right? And like, uh, or, or like computers are great for that. Let the computers do that. You know what computers can't do? Have a conversation with someone that's actually meaningful and helps them understand how your product moves them towards their goals, right? Like, and so let's, let's make more space for that. Absolutely. Um, it's really important, I think, to look at these types of automations that they can get out of a CRM system. And, you know, HubSpot's an interesting one, and you obviously work there, so you're biased, but um, it's always been a really interesting CRM to me because their background, uh, and correct me if, I'm, if I said anything wrong, but their background is, it was from on the marketing side, right? It was marketing yeah. type automations and bu building tools for a marketing team. And then, you know, it turns out every salesperson is, uh, you know, a mini marketer into their own territory. So exposing those types of marketing tools to salespeople was, I, I think, from, from HubSpot's perspective, the next logical choice or the next yeah. logical step. And so that's a lot of what they've done is bring the power of being of marketers to the fingertips of a salesperson. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what what they've done there and, and how that's been, how that impacts, how that could impact our listeners. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just to, to kind of double click on that history a little bit, you're right. HubSpot started as a, a marketing automation tool. Um, and, and we have always focused on small and mid-sized businesses. That's where our heart is. We, most, most tech companies, they start with those and then they move up to the enterprise because that's where the money is. And we don't, we don't care about a big enterprise. Like if you're Boeing or Apple or, or if you work for, for one of the Fortune 500, like I, you can tune out. Like HubSpot's not, we're, we're not interested in serving you. We want to help uh, the small and mid-sized businesses compete with those bigger guys. Um, and so what we were realizing is we have this really strong marketing automation platform um, but it turns out a lot of our customers don't have a CRM at all. And so we're generating all this marketing data and then it's just lost, <laughs> right? Um, and so we, we, we built out a, a simple CRM, a place to store this. And then we started building sales tools on top of it. And we realized, oh, wow, you know, salespeople also benefit from having this data and understanding, you know, what resonates with their audience and, and having, you know, a, a, you know, email automation tools and, and 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 you know email templates and 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 the ability to make phone calls uh and track those things and so we we slowly expanded into that and then we we're like well we have marketing and sales and it turns out that's not the end of the customer journey right you have like a customer success team and so we started building out those tools too and now i mean fast forward 10 15 years what hubspot really wants to do is provide just an end-to-end -end, uh front office solution for marketing sales uh customer service and the operations teams that support those um, so that 
your customers can have this seamless experience, right? It's kind of tale as old as time. If you've ever, I mean, called into really any company's support line, um, and every time you're starting the conversation from scratch. Hi, my name is Kyle. Here is my account number. Here's the problem I'm having. I called about it yesterday, but I was talking to a different person. So let me just start this relationship over, right? That there's no excuse for that in the 21st century, right? And so what we're trying to do is your marketing team yeah, has a website, has social media, does these things, um, interacts with people, sends them into the sales pipeline when they're ready. And your sales team has all that history. They know, oh yeah, they, they loved this particular webinar. They were very interested in this particular product launch. Maybe I'll lead off with that, right? And then once they get to the, the customers, you know, they buy and you move them over to the customer success or support or whatever you have, that team is now aware, oh, the journey started here. This is what they liked. This is what they bought. We can deliver that, right? There, there should never be a point in which your, your customers feel like, because your customer is your company is just your company. They don't care about your org chart and your different departments. And so if, if they're having to repeat themselves to every new person they talk to, um, it starts to hurt that relationship. Um, and in the modern world, whatever you sell, there are plenty of competitors who would be happy to take your customers away from you. So the better experience you can give, the, the better, better you'll hold on to them. And so that's, that's kind of HubSpot's whole philosophy at this point. We want to help small and mid-sized businesses um, give just incredible customer experience to, to their, their people, whether they're leads that they're marketing to or, or, or selling to or, or customers they're, they're servicing. Um, we just want it to be smooth end to end. Yeah, and, and a lot of that really resonates with me as well. I mean, Badger, Badger had a similar concept in that we we didn't start out as a CRM. Obviously, we started out as a a mapping and and we wanted to help field salespeople, right? But we kept bumping our heads into this problem of people don't have a CRM, and yeah. our answer was different than HubSpot's. HubSpot's was um, so we're going to go with it. We're we're going to build a great CRM because apparently one doesn't really fit for people um, or they're not getting what they want out of the CRM market to a degree that they've actually bought it or they needed it to be integrated with their marketing stuff or whatever. The uh, Whatever the reasoning may be, you guys created one. We we took a different tact, which was we're going to integrate with CRMs. And, yeah. and you know, we've, we recommend to people all the time to, to check out um, HubSpot and a couple other CRMs and, um, you know, they we, when people start asking us for, you know, invariably, invariably people ask us for, uh, for, for CRM functionality and, and our, our answer is, well, I think what you're talking about is a CRM and, and we connect yeah. with that. And so you want to get, you know, HubSpot and then have Badger connected to it. And then you get the best of both worlds. Here's all the things yeah. that something like HubSpot would do. But I do think a lot of our customers are kind of at that stage of, well, well, what one of two, one of two buckets, bucket one is, oh, we have a CRM we bought it and paid for five years of it. And, you know, we're on year three. We've never really, you know, it's implemented, it's up and running. We don't really use it for anything except for, you know, storing, storing the customer's information. It's just a big yeah. spreadsheet for us or yeah, we just project our deals in it. Like we don't really go in there very much. They're, they're not getting a lot of value out of it or, or the other bucket is, yeah, we just don't have one at all. Like maybe we bought one years ago, didn't use it. Maybe we've never bought one. Maybe we use a spreadsheet. Maybe, you know, maybe we built our own database and with a GUI on top of it. And that's our, that's our CRM. A lot of, you know, th those are the buckets that I think a lot of our customers and a lot of the people that, that are, that listen to this podcast are in, how can those people approach the CRM market? Cause it is a very confusing market. There's some huge players, there's some small players, there's but there's got to be a hundred CRM systems. 
Oh, at least, and, yeah. You know, at least 30 of them do what they say they do, right? They're, they're, they do a good <laughs> job and like they, yeah. they work, right? So how, how do you approach, if you were talking to someone in, in one of those three buckets that I just outlined, how would you, how would you, how, how should they approach the CRM industry? How do you figure out what's a good fit for you and your team? How do you figure out what the pros and cons are of these different CRMs and, and try to compare them? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is hard. A CRM, no matter which one you choose, um, especially uh, whether you're you're migrating over from an existing CRM system or you're starting from scratch, you've never had a CRM before, it's going to take some time to get it up and going and it's going to get some time for everyone to get used to it and understand what it's for and how to use it. And so it, it, it takes some time to see the value of it. And, and I think where uh, a lot of um, technology companies just in general fall short is is they have these big promises and maybe they can't deliver them, but maybe it takes six to 12 months to get there, right? And so you, you try it out and you're on month two and you're like, this is a waste of time. It's not doing anything instead of it would do. Um, so my recommendation would be, I actually love the way you've, you've framed it uh, with, with Badger mapping um, where people need it stored somewhere. And, and similarly, like when we first expanded, we're a marketing automation platform, we're gonna build a CRM thing. We made the CRM free because we just, people needed it, right? And it was going to benefit us if our users had some system of record that we could access and build this marketing automation on top of. And it's still free to this day. And so if, if you're using Badger Maps and, and you need a system of record, just spin up a HubSpot account and install the Badger Map and, and then just do the Badger thing. Just use it the way you, you've always been using it and let that data accumulate. And then you come in a few months later and you now have the data there and you can now start thinking about like, well, can we report on this? Can we automate some things based on this? Can we, are there tools here in HubSpot that are useful? Are there other integrations? We have more than a thousand integrations in our app marketplace. Like, oh, maybe we could install something else. And then we get Badger for, for helping us navigate things. We get this other tool for helping us with this other thing. And, and you start to build out something that is meeting your needs and helping you sell better. The point is never, we need a CRM because everybody needs a CRM. And I heard CRM is good, so I'm going to try it. The point is, we are trying to to you know build a, a process and a, a, a meet the needs of our customers in a, a particular way. And so I think that's great. And if if you aren't using Badger Maps or if you're not an outside, I mean, this is an outside sales talk podcast. So hopefully you're an outside sales. And if you are, absolutely check out Badger. But like uh, we have an integration with Gmail and Outlook also, right? So maybe you're just doing your email thing and uh, you just turn on that integration and those emails start getting stored in the CRM. They they automatically create records for the different contacts you're working with. They automatically create companies for the different companies you're working with. And now, again, you have that data and you can go in and explore and like, what, what value can we get out of this? Um, I think that's the right way to do it, right? Uh, I mean, if, if you want to try out HubSpot, don't pay us anything from the beginning unless you know for sure, like you, you need it. If you're, we've never had a CRM before and we want to just try it out, just use the free version, connect some integrations, let the data kind of pool in there, and then you'll start finding opportunities to use it. Whereas if you're just like, I don't really know what a CRM is. I don't really feel a need for it, but I heard it's good. Um, so I'm going to pay a bunch of money to get the, the, the ground day version. Um, yeah, I, I, I predict nothing but disappointment for you because <laughs> your expectations are so unclear. Oh, and we run into a lot of people who are very disappointed with their CRM experiences and how much money they paid and the long contract they got locked into. And, and I, and I've, I find HubSpot's um, approach to the market very refreshing, probably because it's an outsider perspective, right? They, it's a classic, like you know, a, a, a company that 
started out making CRMs would never do what you guys did because it would cannibalize all their business. Right. But, (laughs) um, but I, I love what you guys have done and, and, you know, for people that are in that bucket, that's, that's why, you know, our, uh, our, our customer facing people, our sales team, our customer success team, they, they, they often recommend HubSpot um, for that very reason in that very circumstance, because it is free. It, It does a great job. If you find yourself wanting to do marketing automations on top of your CRM, that's what, you get charged for in HubSpot, but you get, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're looking for a CRM, it's a great place to start. And, uh, and you know, the, and it's, it's, it's good stuff too. I mean, it, when you first came out with it, it was it looked like the API was tough to work with and stuff, but it really improved you guys. I mean, obviously you're a very big company. You threw some real resources at it and it's a really solid product now. I mean, it, the, I, I'm very impressed with like the way we've been able to connect into it and how smooth that is and what you guys have built out there. I mean, it's no, it's no better or worse than companies that are, you know, they only make CRM and that's the thing they've always only done. And they've been doing it for 25 <laughs> years. So like eight years, yeah. you, our, our, our connector to you is, is, is on par with those. So yeah, I you appreciate guys you saying a, that. A great and, job. And, and, and we, we realized pretty early on it, when we first built the CRM, we weren't like, oh, you know, what's going to make this awesome integrations, but we quickly realized, oh, integra- yes, we have to open up to integrations here because there are, I mean, if you ever see one of those, you know, MarTech landscape things, and there's like 3000 different companies and they're all, you know, it, it's a lot. And, and HubSpot, we realized pretty quickly, like we have, for instance, one thing, if you sign up. HubSpot free CRM. One of the features is a, a meeting scheduling tool, right? You connect your your Gmail or Office 365 calendar account, and now you can send your availability to your contacts. They can book time around your, you know, there's this company called Calendly. That's all they do. And because that's all Calendly does, their product is always going to be better than ours in, in some sense, right? It's going to be more granular features are going to have much more depth they're going to think a lot more about because that's all they do whereas we're doing all these other things and so we have this free thing that is great for getting started but you really love calendly we have a calendly integration right and just plug it into hubspot and let all those meeting bookings start again pooling that data so you uh, the, the whole message here and i'll probably come back to it again and again is like you do what works best for you and your customers right you have a sales process you, hopefully you're you're figuring out how to get it better all the time. Um, you have the tools that help you do your job well. Um, the thing a CRM should do is just bring all that together into one place where you can get a good sense of how it's going and know where your biggest opportunities lie. Where should you be focusing your efforts? What how how can you make this process better over time? Um, and so yeah, by all means, uh, integrate away. <laughs> right, and that's that we there are a million tools out there, and they're all very good at what they do. And they all do it for slightly different people. And so if there's a tool out there that's just perfect for you and you love it, it's really to our advantage if we can make it very easy for them to integrate with us. And so that's that's what we're trying to do as much as possible. Can you think of any um, limitations that are worth talking about when it comes to using sales or marketing technology? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've touched on some of them a little bit. I, what, one of the biggest ones, I think, is the, is the learning curve. You mentioned technology disrupts um, the way people do things. Um, I, I mean, hopefully the, there, there is an upside for you as a salesperson adopting whatever piece of technology. I, I just today, actually, I think someone in my LinkedIn network, um, was, uh, was saying, you know, technology can either be a task or a tool, right? And so, I mean, going back to our earlier example, if, if implementing the CRM or whatever it is, is going to add to your workload and give you less time to be selling, 
like why why would why <laughs> but but companies do this all the time for their sales teams right whereas um on the other hand if it's going to be a tool that will help you sell more faster then that's great but in either case it's going to take you a while to learn the tool it's going to get you used it's going to take you a while to to get used to using it and but if the promise is your job's going to get easier it will be much uh, I, uh, that typical salesperson will be much more likely Oh, I'll get more meetings. Oh, I'll get more sales. Awesome. I, I, I'm investing in that versus if the carrot, the big reward is just, oh, yeah, your VP of sales will have better reports. Well, I'm not very personally invested in that, you know, and so I think when you think about limitations of technology in general, it's always going to take a little time to get it up and running. It's always going to take a little time to 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 get it configured just right. So it meets your needs. Um, it, it's, it's always going to cost something. Right, um, HubSpot, I, I said, is free, but like there are upgrades and things and it might turn out, you know, you decide you want some paid tools. Like we hope that, right? That's our plan. You're gonna pay us money eventually. Um, but there it is free for life if you just stay on that free version. Um, but I mean, you've got to make sure the ROI there is right. Um, and the, the awesome thing about, I mean, the audience we're talking to here, these outside salespeople, your salespeople, right? If, if someone tries to sell you a piece of technology and they're doing some shady smoke and mirrors business to try to convince you it's worth the money, uh, you should be able to see straight through that because you're a salesperson, right? Um, whereas if they can just very clearly, like uh, Badger Maps has like the, the clearest ROI thing I've ever heard, where it's just like, hey, you'll have this much extra time and that's this many more meetings and that's this many more sales. And so that's this much more revenue uh, every month automatically. <laughs> and, and we charge you this month. And so it adds up, right? And so like, uh, ideally, any, any technology you're looking at should be that clear cut. If it's like, well, if you do this and maybe that, and then in this, you know, if it's a full moon and if you, you do this other thing, like you'll at least break even. Uh, it just, you know, it, it, it should be easy to understand the value of these tools as you're, as you're implementing them. Yeah, and, and you know we we still have challenges in our market. Even though the the value proposition is very clear, there there's still a ton of smoke and mirrors, and a lot of that comes, you know, we we have there there are other mapping solutions that are have historically been focused on other things, but um, they have you know a lot of them they've made this market very tricky to understand too because they're like oh yeah yeah we we do all that stuff too, and like I know what they do, but like if you're just looking at this market. Um, for the first time, maybe they do a, they actually really focused on another thing historically. Now they do a very basic version of what we do, or they, you know, in some cases they just kind of say they're doing it to, to break, pull someone in and get them, you know, get them in their system. But it, it, I think we're just an example, right? Like technology is hard to buy because it is a little there, you know, not, not just smoke and mirrors, but it's just complicated. It's complicated to understand yeah. right? like what, what these two different, like what, what is the difference between HubSpot and Salesforce? They're two large companies that, that make CRM systems. It's hard to figure, like if you didn't know the market, you wouldn't know. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Salesforce is really built for enterprises. If you don't have at yeah. least 500 sales reps, you shouldn't be touching this stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and I can tell someone that, you know, cause, and, but if they're, if you're just you know researching CRM systems, you're gonna find a bunch of marketing stuff like, you know, oh, we're gonna both both of the companies are just gonna talk about how they're gonna help you get close to your customers, understand your customers better, and do things in an automated way. It's really hard to actually know until you've worked with both systems 
you know, and seen them in live in a bunch of environments where this is a good example, a good, where this is a good fit versus where that is a good fit, right? Like, and, and you, like you say, right, you guys focus on small and medium businesses, right? Like I've, I mean, I've never heard Salesforce say, no, if you only have 15 sales reps, you really don't want this. This is, this is a, an aircraft carrier and you're looking for a speedboat. And I've never heard them say that. And I, I don't think they would say that. I mean, um, I think everyone kind of, you know, tries to position their stuff to a, as wide an, an audience as possible, even if it, but it's, and it's, how do you, I guess my question is how can people cut through the noise in the CRM market and figure out what's a good CRM for my company, for, for, for my team? How do they, how do they do that in your industry? Yeah. So it's hard because there's, uh, I mean, as we mentioned, a huge number of CRMs and it seems like every everybody wants to get in the CRM game. Suddenly <laughs> everybody has like a, a CRM adjacent solution. And so they expand into the CRM space. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and it, it's hard, you know, some, some people, there are companies out there who built CRMs specifically for very specific industries. And, and there are some that try to be as broad as possible. And there are some, and it's just, there are a lot of different flavors. And I mean, I've, I, I've worked at HubSpot now for six or seven years. And, and like, all I think about now is HubSpot, right? Like it's been a long time since I worked with any other system. And, uh, and I don't, I don't claim to have an informed opinion of what other systems are like, but one thing that we're really trying to do differently is, is kind of the standard CRM company playbook uh, that was founded by, by Salesforce, who I, I have nothing bad to say about Salesforce. They invented this industry, right? And they did a great job. Um, there's a reason they're the incumbent and they're a huge company and they get to make cucumber shaped buildings in San Francisco, right? Like they, they, they are very successful at what they've cucumber done. Cucumber shaped. That's a, that's a creative, that's a creative one. That's not what, that's not what came to mind when I saw it outside of my window <laughs> the first time I saw I, it. <laughs> I said, I have nothing bad to say about Salesforce, right? Like they, they defined this industry um, and, and they are continuing to, right? Um, but the one thing they defined that I feel like we at HubSpot have decided to do very differently is they define the way you build a CRM company. And it's through a series of acquisitions, right? You build one piece, then this other company is doing this thing really great, buy, buy them, you know, buy them, buy them, buy them, buy them, cobble them together, you get a solution that sort of does everything. Um, HubSpot, we have built everything in-house. There is no part of our system that was just a straight up acquisition from some other company, right? We, 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 have, we have crafted this whole thing end to end because the, the whole goal was to make a seamless experience for, your, for our, our customers' customers, but also for our customers themselves. And, and we didn't want, you know, a bunch of different contacts, databases that were all integrated together. We wanted one database that powered the whole system, right? And, and we've worked very hard to do that. Um, I, 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 and yet, uh, like, I, I think, I suspect we're pretty much alone in that. Um, it, it is still not the, 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 the typical wisdom or advice, right? We see, uh, Zendesk and Adobe and all these companies, they're, they're buying CRMs and they're buying other pieces of the CRM and they're, they're welding it all together. Um, and I, I mean, uh, again, I can't necessarily say HubSpot is the best CRM for everybody, right? If you're in one of those niche industries 
Like if you're a dog kennel, I bet there is a CRM specifically for dog kennels and maybe it'll serve your needs better than house hot will. Who am I to say? Um, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm real wary of the, the special, <laughs> the, the, the industry specialized CRMs. I, yeah. I, uh, the, the, I feel like half the time it's mostly marketing. There are a few industries that need like integrations with certain databases. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, that's like they layers of information or they already have all the, you know, the, 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 the best, you know, the best example, the only one that I think really makes a lot of sense is, uh, is the one for pharmaceutical companies, Viva. Cause if you, a lot of in, in America, at least there's the, the, the legal environment is so complex for, for yeah. pharmaceutical um, industry, the pharmaceutical industry at this point. And Viva, the CRM system really has done a nice job of like building out like something to help you manage all those regulations. But, um, you know, at, at the same time that you, right. you really pay for that too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you, yeah. And it is a complicated, it's a complex piece of software, right? I mean, you gotta yeah. go, you kind of have to go all in with that. Um, well, and and it's built on top of Salesforce, which I'm always amazed at the complexity there. Like yeah. the, the, which is why I say it's really only for really large organizations, you know, 500 person sales. If you have 500 people on your sales team, now you got to start looking at Microsoft Dynamics, Salesforce, that sort of thing. But, you know, if, if you're smaller than that, I mean, the, the other day we actually bumped our head doing an, an integration. We've done a ton of Salesforce integrations, right? We, like Badger's running with so many Salesforce instances. Just, I was just on a call last week where they, this, this company, like, so Salesforce is very flexible in the way you can like design your CRM and build the thing out. Right. And some consulting firm had gone into this customer or prospective customer of ours and, and designed them a hell of a situation and just so much more complicated <laughs> than they ever would have needed. And like, they can't touch the thing. Only the consulting firm can touch the thing now, or like, you know, the wheels will just fall off. And, uh, it, 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 and, and we have to like go we we have to do a bunch of things on our side to be able to even hook into this thing now the way they've got it structured. It's just it's a, and and we've we've done so many integrations that we've got so many running. Like it, it's just it's a, it's amazing how it's amazing how they can break it. It's so complex. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think that's an interesting point too. Um, I I am very quick to say HubSpot is not nearly as customizable as Salesforce is. Uh, we're a pretty opinionated platform. Um, we we really love the idea of inbound marketing. We really love the idea of salespeople meeting people on their own terms. Uh, we we have built a system that is meant to operate in a particular way. And there are plenty of companies out there who are in this mindset of our company is such a special snowflake. We need an, an infinitely customizable, you know, fungible whatever system that we can we can make do what and and. And if you want it, fine. But like you were saying, you're going to pay for it, right? Someday your, your team of your, your admin who customize all this thing is going to move on to their, their next big adventure. And then nobody will be able to make sense of it. Um, HubSpot, I, I mean, we're, we're realizing there are real use cases where people really need customization. We're working on it. But what we really want to do was give you a, a, a default, just out of the box setup that will get the job done in most cases. Um, and I think, I think we've done a really great job of that. Um, and so, I mean, just trying to make it as simple and clear as possible and make the UI nice, make it something salespeople and marketers might actually want to use because it benefits them. Um, that's, that's the playbook we're running as opposed to, uh, you know, acquiring as many systems as possible and cobbling them together to, to serve rich enterprise customers. Uh, we're just trying to build the sleekest, most efficient, most beautiful CRM possible to help small and mid-sized businesses succeed.
Uh, I, I love it. You guys have done a great job from from what I've seen uh, from from my uh, my my my, fr- my frankly relatively independent perspective. I don't have a horse in the yeah. CRM race, right? Like, it's true. It, you know, it's it's uh, you can't. My, my, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, my my job is kind of to, to support whatever my customers want, whichever CRM is the best one for them. My job is to support Badger and that together. But um, but yeah, I, mean, I my my definitely uh, there's there's so many so many advantages here to uh, to be in. To, to not not driving a an aircraft carrier if you need a if you need a mastercraft right yeah um, absolutely so what well tell me um well let's do sales in 60 seconds i've got quick questions and, and quick answers for you pick your brain quick quickly here okay first question what are the sales tools that you can't live without um i really love uh anything that makes the scheduling meetings simpler um because that is such a nightmare to go back and forth like how's friday at two how's monday at three or you know like to to the the more steps you can reduce from that process the better and then just anything that uh is inside my email inbox because i live there that's where i do my work um hubspot has a you know like a widget in there that brings things in but i think any sales tool that can exist inside uh, like I, I i find a lot of my chrome add-ins add buttons to my, my Gmail. And I don't mind because that's just where I want to work from anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I, and, and on to, to the calendar system thing, I mean, I've all, I've been using Calendly and so, so is all the whole badger, badger sales team has been using Calendly for probably five or six years now. And, and I, I it saves so much time and any, anyone who's not yeah. using that, I mean, it's like, I, I forget what it is, like five bucks a month or something, but it's a total slam dunk. Yeah, to, to absolutely. To, the, the back and forth on trying to schedule things is such a nightmare. It just slows things down. Um, but yeah. they're, they're, I think their, their basic tool is free, but it's like the more, the more advanced one that you pay some small amount of money for, but it's yeah, like five or $10. Yeah. It's a slam dunk. Um, but, uh, what, what about, how can sales technology, how can the right sales technology help you get ahead of your competition and, and win deals? Um, I, it's, it's really, it's all about the efficiencies and prioritization, right? Like whether it's a, a calendaring tool that saves you the trouble of uh, the back and forth of scheduling that meeting, which by the way, you lose people in that conversation, right? The, the third round of like that day doesn't work for me. People give up on you. And so that's lost opportunity. It's not just lost time. And I think similarly, uh, you know, Badger's whole idea of like, you've got lots of appointments. How about you get to them in the most efficient order possible, right? Just anything that that is is increasing your efficiency as a salesperson. Because the one thing you never have enough time of enough, the one resource you never have enough of is time. And so I, I think that's that's really where where the value of all these are. And what are the mistakes that you see sales teams make most commonly when they're picking new sales technology? Like in the choosing process? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, as uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Just, this is purely my, my perspective as someone who has worked at HubSpot for quite a while now. Um, I, I just think it's sad that um, we, so often the decision is um, going with the incumbent, right? There was an old saying, nobody ever got fired for buying IBM, right? I think people say a similar thing about Salesforce now. Um, it would be cool if someday people said that about HubSpot, but certainly like some new upstart would come eventually, right? Like, I, I think you've got to look at what is the value you're trying to drive, right? As opposed to just making the, 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 the simple decision or the obvious one or the accepted one. Um, just like 
getting really clear on what the needs are that your organization has, and then getting really clear on the technology that aligns best with those needs, I think that's the way to make the decision. Um, but I recognize in any organization, there's going to be politicking, there's going to be people who have to be pleased, um, and it, it's, it's never that straightforward in a B2B environment, but I, I wish it could be. Yeah, well, it, ripping out the legacy tech is is hard. And I, I you know, I, I think a lot of people, when they're bringing in, bringing in new new tech to and, and replacing 17 processes and systems that they had in place to get something done, you know, cobbled together with spreadsheets and chewing gum and duct tape. <laughs> you know, it, when when you bring in that whole new process, you 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 often do have to build a whole bunch of new processes and 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 that does take time and you have to have a system that can deal with all those different things, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I completely agree with you on the on 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 the uh, you never get fired for buying you know this big incumbent. When I when I worked at IBM, you know this is obviously a lifetime ago. Um, that that was that we we were still saying that. We were still saying yeah, nobody ever gets fired you? for buying IBM, <laughs> right? And uh, but yeah, we, uh, with the you know by 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 2010, I'd say I maybe mean, even before that, people were definitely getting fired for buying IBM. Maybe even before <laughs> that, I mean it was it was like well nobody gets fired for buying IBM, but wow, is their stuff expensive and doesn't work compared to the new stuff that exists in the world today? <laughs> like uh, it was yeah. uh, so that that. That does change, right? I think I think times change, and and new stuff comes out, and challengers challenge. It does, and, uh, and, and I think it's important to realize that the the game changes too, right? Like if you want to look at uh, uh, one of my favorite disruptions to any market is is the Apple IIe, right? When we talk about Apple innovation, we always talk about the iPhone or something, but like Apple IIe, in an era where computers were like room sized pieces of enterprise equipment, Apple comes out with basically a thing that's a child's toy right and none of the big incumbents were worried about that that can't do any of the things our stuff does um but like who is the most valuable company in the world now right yeah. <laughs> and, and all the other big incumbents have had to play catch up because they've realized like oh the game has changed no longer do people want the computer to be the thing that takes up their entire office and crunches the numbers they want it to be the thing that they can carry around in their pocket at this point you know um, yeah well and i was i was a child when they came out with that child's toy and it was my favorite toy <laughs> So, still great. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, now I now I carry the 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 current one in my pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, what, what would you say the greatest sales lesson that you've learned over the years is? Um, I I have learned that a so for a frontline salesperson, I would say a little research goes a long way. Uh, my first job out of college, I was cold calling on the phone, um, and it was just. Uh, name and phone number. I, I knew nothing about these people. And so often they were the wrong person. There was no reason I ever should have called them. But the whole idea was just like, got it, 100 dials a day, right? Like that was the goal. And that's what I did. And I left a lot of voicemails for people who are never going to call me back. And I talked to a lot of people who hated my company more after I talked to them than before I talked to them, right? <laughs> I, I don't know that it ever did any good. Um, and, and just the internet has made so much information so readily available. I think any salesperson who will pause for a moment and say, is this the best person for me to call? Is now the best time to call them? Do I have a thing they actually might care about? Um, is is going to do so much better than the high volume sales rep who's just trying to go as fast as possible. And tell me a thing that a salesperson, 
would be able to do if they had HubSpot that if they currently had no, no CRM, what's the thing that they would be able to do in HubSpot every day that would make their, their job more effective? So one thing I really love that HubSpot does, one of the first features we ever built for the CRM is um, if you add someone to the CRM with, with their work email address, right? Um, Steve at badgermapping.com or whatever. Um, the HubSpot behind the scenes is connected to this thing called the internet and to this other thing called publicly available information. And it'll pull that little badgermapping.com. It'll look up the company. It'll pull some stats, right? And especially like if, if you're going after bigger companies, HubSpot is not, but if you are, um, all that information is available. And instead of you having to troll all their websites and try to pull it all together, you're going to get all that publicly inf available information, which is like their location, um, their, their revenue, their industry, their phone number, their address, like all this stuff just instantaneously, right? And so HubSpot, in addition to being a repository for data, is, is an excellent research tool um, and can help save a lot of time that way. Yeah, that, that helps you right out of the gate, right? Um, well, what would you say the is an actionable takeaway for someone listening to this podcast? What what should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step towards finding um, great sales technology? The next the next thing for them to 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 do better in their job. I I have I've come to a point in my life. There was there was a time in my life where it's like. Someday I will be an entrepreneur and I will, I will found a company and solve some problems. Right? And, and I have ideas sometimes. I'm like, you know what someone should do? Someone should build a tool that does this thing. I'm now in a phase of my life where I can just accept every idea I've ever had has already been turned into a company, right? And so like, I just, whenever I think like, you know what would make my life easier? A tool that did this. If you could just take the next step and Google that tool, you can probably find one. And you can probably find one you can start for free, <laughs> right? Um, and I think that's the way to go. As a salesperson, there are always things that get in your way of selling, right? You, you ask any salesperson in the world, what stops you from selling? They'll have a list for you. Um, and if you can start, you know, you as a salesperson, if there is something that consistently is just a thorn in your side as you're trying to do your job, um, start with that tech, right? Because that's going to give you immediate value. Um, and so if you are out in the field and you're driving around and like, oh, I, this is the third time I've passed this corner this afternoon, you know, get, get a mapping tool that'll help with that. And then connect that to a CRM so you can have that data. And then, you know, connect your email to it too and just start building the tech stack that works best for you. And I mean, ideally that'll happen at the team level. So there's shared data and stuff. But I mean, even just as an individual sales rep, you can save yourself a lot of time. You can make your life a lot easier just by using the technology that already exists. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to try to summarize uh, some of the stuff that you've taught us here today. Uh, first of all, sales technology will help automate processes so that salespeople can focus on selling more. That's why it's there. Having a CRM will help salespeople focus on important information and help salespeople figure out their, their next steps with customers and their prospects. CRMs allow for salespeople to keep track of important customer information so that they can form the better relationships with those customers. You can try looking into, uh, into when, you, when you're looking at CRM tools, definitely check out HubSpot. They offer a free version. And um, you know, if you're using it with Badger, it can just, you know, when you connect Badger to it, it'll all the data that you collected over the years in Badger will flow into it so that you'll have, have all that to start making better decisions and doing marketing automations right away. Um, you can look for sales tools that integrate with tools that you already use in general and 
and that you love. And that way you can save even more time because when they're integrated together, they can kind of uh, become become more powerful by by playing off of each other. And uh, it, it always takes takes time to get a new tool up and running. It always takes a mental investment and time investment. So you want to make sure that it's really solving a problem that you really care about. Make sure the ROI is there before signing a new contract and certainly a long-term contract. I, I see some technology companies, you know, pushing people into five-year contracts. And, oh, you know, don't do it. No, yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, if there's not a free trial or if they're, if, if it's really expensive to buy, you know, monthly or annually, but it's, it's real cheap for five years. Those are, to me, those are huge red flags. Yeah. So, um, well, awesome. Where can our, uh, where can our listeners read more about your work? What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, I love LinkedIn. Um, I, I don't know if that makes me old or, or professional or what it makes me, but I am, I am on LinkedIn all the time. And so I'm just Kyle Jepson. I, I think if it, it, it's like in slash Kyle Anthony Jepson, I think it's my full name, but I'm the only Kyle Jepson at HubSpot. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm posting there regularly. If you send me a connect request, especially if you say you, you heard me on the outside sales talk podcast, I'd love to connect, uh, learn more about, uh, you know, what, what you're working on. I am not a salesperson for HubSpot. So you don't have to worry about me selling HubSpot to you. I, I genuinely just care about understanding sales problems and, and, and uh, brainstorming solutions. So uh, that's, that's my preferred way to get in touch. Yeah. Well, and, and Kyle, that's how we had you on. Cause you're, you're, you know, you're an educator in the CRM yeah. space, right. Effectively. And from my perspective, and I, you know, I'd heard some, some of your stuff and really wanted to get your perspective and, and your let people hear about what you're talking about. Cause I think, it, I think it's, it's important. And, um, you know, obviously it comes from the perspective of you work at HubSpot, but like the stuff you're saying sure. is true of any CRM and true of any technology implementation, uh, of uh, in kind of that space. And, and, uh, I think it's a really valuable perspective for people to have, but, uh, this has been a great episode of the outside sales talk. If you happen to work in field sales and listen to this show, you, uh, I'm here to remind you that you'll love Badger Maps. It's the number one route planner to, uh, for salespeople. Helps you drive more, drive less and uh, sell more. So um, if you can think of any other sales reps or people, uh, sales managers who, who could benefit from learning about what Kyle has taught us today about CRM systems and technology adoption, definitely share this episode with them. Uh, but take care until next time, everybody. 